old man noises, silence. <coughs> yeah. Wait, I'm the old man. God, I wish I was. I'm not acting. Oh no. <laughs> Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show turned podcast Too Beautiful to Live in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me on this Wednesday afternoon from Kyle, Texas, the Cheddar Bay City, your jail dude, Mike Frizzell. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon. And for this very special top-of-the-month Friday Phyllis Faves edition of Little Red Bandwagon, the one we have to have to make it happen, the one and only Phyllis Fletcher. Hello, Phyllis. Hi, guys. This is an exciting show for me because I think we all have um, some stories to tell. It's Phyllis's clip today is the obligatory first kiss or the obligatory <laughs> kiss, I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The obligatory kiss. And it's a story Andrew told and very classic Andrew fashion. I mean, just very cringeworthy. So we'll be uh, getting into that. But uh, before we do that, while we have her, we need to talk to Phyllis about some things. And uh, of course, we will um, tell people how to get involved and have some housekeeping at the end of the show, um, including another pitch from Phyllis to get yeah. involved with the archiving. Uh, Phyllis we've been following you through the chat. Uh, I don't know if you've been posting a lot to Facebook because I don't really follow my feed, but you've been talking a lot about how Gus, your son, how old is mm -hmm. he? Six. Your six-year-old son is getting into camping and, and your husband is really into it as well. So what have their adventures been like? How did he start getting into it really? And then what have their adventures been? Well, I think kids hear each other talk about going camping with their families and they get excited because their friends come back with all these stories. And so I can't remember exactly how it started, but um, we did go on like a cabin camping adventure a few years ago and it was um, with Josh's group of friends from high school. And it was one of those things where if I hadn't gone as the wife, that would have been bad. Like people would have kind of been like, what's mm -hmm. her problem? And, you right. know, like it just sends a bad You're message. You're a princess. Or, you know, like we're having some kind of problems or something like that. Right. Like you just, right. you know, You're you don't want to. Yeah, right. You just don't want to inspire that kind of. And, you know, I, you know, don't want to make other people feel bad and all that kind of thing. So I went, but it was, even though it was a cabin and everything, I still was kind of like, uh, why am I doing this? And, um, you know, I try to participate and, you know, there is photographic evidence that I was there and that I smiled <laughs> for at least long enough for the picture to be taken. And I didn't, you know, I didn't give anyone a hard time and I wasn't a prima donna or anything, but it was really not my thing. And um, if something like that came up again, I probably mm. would go again. But usually what happens is Josh and his dad and Gus go on some little kind of camping adventure together where they go and they drive somewhere and they maybe fish, which is another thing I can't do. And mm -hmm. um, they enjoy their, their camping out time. And um, this weekend, uh, this past uh, holiday weekend, um, Josh and Gus camped in the backyard, <laughs> which is fine. But that one I also did not have to do. <laughs> so that's also <laughs> fine. <laughs> do you enjoy the breaks? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Um, it's nice because, I mean, in in a weird way, I sort of get breaks by going on work trips. But, I mean, that's not really yeah. a break because then no. I'm working and it's like, boo. But, yeah, it's kind of nice to, like, stretch out and be like, ah, <laughs> you know, and, like, um, listen to my little my little TBTL night cheese, like, without having to put an earbud in and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then, you know, I know they're having fun and then I'll see Gus in the morning and he'll be all excited. And so it's fun. It's cute. But yeah, it's totally not my thing. Right. Um, have you ever, like, before that trip that you went on with uh, Gus and Josh, had you ever been on a camping trip before? And how did it go? Yeah, here's the thing. So I think that a major reason why I don't like it is because um, I grew up going to the best child care my mom could afford, which was the cheapest child care in all of Seattle, which was YMCA day camp and mm -hmm. they had monthly overnights like campouts 
like where so there was like you know 50 kids going on a camping trip yeah i went on some of those yeah horrible insane <laughs> lord of the flies dirt <laughs> smoke bugs like yeah. i was not into it and even though like i wasn't one of the kids who got picked on the most like just seeing that behavior develop i have a negative association with it and so even though it's like we're all adults we're family like that kind of stuff wouldn't be happening like i'm just not into it <laughs> i'm not into it um like there was this one time they made this the I don't know. I mean, this is what happens when things are run by teenagers, um, you know, in the 70s and 80s. Anyway, that's the way it was. I don't think this would happen anymore. But like um, there was this one kid who they kind of let be the outcast. Like it was a big joke to everybody that this guy wasn't included in anything. Mm. And he had to sleep on a picnic bench because nobody wanted him in their tent. Um, under a tarp that like oh. you had to wake up every few hours to roll the water off because it couldn't be set up properly. And like in the middle of the night, it burst and like flooded water all over him. Oh. And like, like it was a big joke. Like everyone thought it was hilarious, but it's like, that actually really sucks. So I know that didn't happen to me and I know it wouldn't happen to me, right. but it's just one of those things where I'm like, I like roofs. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I like floors. And um, I like uh, my computer <laughs> and my phone. And I like laying around and not having to do anything. And mm. I like plumbing. I like all those <laughs> things. So those are all awesome things that we get because we have opposable thumbs. You know, that kid, that kid who you, who you were talking about, yeah. um, he would uh, later grow up to hold the door for uh, <laughs> oh. someone. So. See, That's... I don't even watch that show, but just through memes, I understand yeah, what happened, even so though it's like trippy sad. and hard to explain, but very, very sad. Yeah. I noticed a lot of man sadness. Terrible life ending in horrible. Right. Exactly. Mike, I would I would quit while you're behind on the apology front. I think you <laughs> oh, still no. owe an apology after last week's apology. No. No. <laughs> oh, no. dear. I bow before no man. <laughs> Bobby, you have a different opinion about camping. I do, and I was wondering how it could be possible that Phyllis could be so wrong because Phyllis <laughs> is right about pretty much everything all of the time, and she's she's the most right person I think that either of us know, right, Mike? Yeah, Aww. she's pretty right. Yeah, she's pretty right. <laughs> but on this camping thing, you're completely wrong, and I mm -hmm. finally figured out why, and it's because uh, you're jaded. Because ah. you had uh, these terrible experiences, but camping doesn't have to be like that. So, so Gus camped in the backyard. Yes, and it was adorable. Yes, and Sam and I went camping this weekend up in New Hampshire for a few nights. It wasn't as adorable. Oh no! But it was, <laughs> but it was perfectly pleasant. And oh. you know, camping is what you make it, and I think that's what you lose sight of. Uh, when we told everyone we were going camping, Christy started giving me shit in the group <laughs> chat. Yeah. Because she was like, you're just going out to eat all your meals. <laughs> you have plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not camping. And I said, well, sure it is. Like, we go backpacking once in a while when you have to carry in all your stuff and only have what you can put on your back. And, and that's an experience. But so is going to a fairly nice campground and pitching your tent and hey. running the extension cord from, Bobby, from the little post in your cell. You're not camping. You're just sleeping outside. You know what? Even Gus makes that distinction because the second night he actually, that was all he did was sleep outside. He didn't do the, um, cause the first night he, you know, he cooked a hot dog in the chimney <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and a marshmallow s'mores too, and even made me one, which was really cute. But, um, you know, after his second night of sleeping outside in the tent, I said, you know, Hey, did you enjoy your camping last night? And he said, Last night, I wasn't camping. I was only sleeping outside because when you camp, yeah. you make your own hot dog in the fire. Exactly. Phyllis, <laughs> Phyllis, uh, I'm going to be Stephen A. Smith to Bobby's <laughs> Skip Bayless. Uh -huh. and it bothers me when people say they're camping when they have showers and they are on Facebook and mm. they're... Oh. Look, Mike, you have to be reasonable about these things it's about getting away for a few days getting away from the house just because i had my laptop with me in the car <laughs> and was able to charge all of my electronics 
Why would you want to get away from your house? Phyllis, back me up on this. And walk, your house is where you want to be. That's walk why you bought your house. Away to the shower to be able to use running plumbing and toilets. And uh, I, they, it was one ply. That's where they really fell yeah. down. We were really rough at it. That's where. <laughs> Next year, we're going to yeah. bring our own paper. Uh, tore up your balloon knot. Oh, oh, yuck. Oh. God. I that, that would get us thrown off ESPN so fast. <laughs> yeah, it would bother them. I I especially prefer my house right now because we have a new toilet. So it's very oh, exciting. Yeah. And why should I leave my new toilet? Hey, you know, um we, we got some new toilets in the house before we <laughs> sold it. Like mm-hmm. a, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, we got new toilets and we got bigger, better toilets and they sat a little higher and it was just, you know, it felt good. felt like a throne, right? Sure. But um, I get thrown off uh, and this is sort of camping related because when we go to um, Emily's uh, brother's place, it's uh, on a lake between Louisiana and Texas. And the first time you, you have to, you know, do number two, you 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 try to sit down on the toilet, but it's so low. By the time you hit it, you're in a panic. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then it goes all the way back in, and then you can't poop the rest of the trip. It's oh, really tragic. That's really bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's another thing about camping. Mm. Um, raise your hand, uh, gentle listeners, if you have trouble pooping anywhere but home for at least a few a few days. I, I think everybody's hands just went up my that's kind of a general unanimous thing. Yeah. So why camp? Well, but, but so really the, the real reason we camp is because we own the tent and we like our air mattress and we can go up to New Hampshire for a few days and just relax in a different part of town without having yeah. to get a hotel room. Well, the, the loving can get pretty sweet in the tent, but the Aww. thing is you can also be heard. Oh dear! So, I yeah. think you learn not to care. Yeah, at that point because it's the wild. Sure. Um, and- also, you know this this fairly luxurious campsite was thirty bucks a night. Oh, hmm. so that's something that's to keep almost in mind. that's halfway to a decent, you know, suburban hotel. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, not also- on Memorial Day weekend. Oh, that's true. Also, Bobby, another thing in in your favor is that you're not camping with kids. So, you know. Correct. Yeah. So you can um, do it and stuff out there if that's your thing. Whereas, you know, like that's not, you know. Hey, you made your choice to do it years ago. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you're stuck with it. That's your own fault. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Also, I've made a lot of fire this weekend. You can't do that at home. I definitely can't do that here. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the little chimenea fine and they're not even legal here, but we're going to get one anyway. Ah. Uh, but, uh, like I, you know, giant campfire all day on Saturday. I can't do that here. People will yell at me. Yeah. We, <laughs> we had one at the old house, but it's, uh, Emily looked it up and here in Kyle, you know, gateway to San Marcos that you can't have a chimenea. I think I you can go even... ahead and get one because the police can't cross the roads that are collapsing to get to you. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the, the flooding is preventing anyone from sanctioning us on our burning you know i never so, even considered that we um the the chimenea was there when we moved in here and i didn't even know what it was or what it was called or anything and i think it's only really the like the second or third time we've used it but i should check and make sure no don't check okay. just keep no burning. don't check yeah. okay do you don't want to know <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> you live in the city they're probably going to say no they say no to everything yeah, that's yeah. true so my point is be pragmatic about camping. Go as mm. much as you can go or want to go mm-hmm. and give Tim Tebow a chance. <laughs> hmm. I'll take All it right. under advisement. All right. Bobby, <laughs> uh, set up the clip for us, please. Absolutely. Phyllis, you've you've picked your June clip for our June Phyllis flashback favorite. Yeah. And you're taking us back to June 11th, 2014 for a truly O Andrew moment <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it's it's so great these are my favorite moments in the show things like this where they're kind of comparing and i contrasting. think they're everybody's favorite moments thank you show. yeah i think so too because i mean you know i have a process when i pick these and i go through all the junes that i've heard so far which is all of them except 2009 and i try to pick 
And this, I just kept coming back to this because it's like, even though I knew the story and I think a lot of your listeners know this story, just hearing it again, it's like, I want to claw my face. It's so crazy. So I love it. And <laughs> I love Andrew. And um, I, I love the girl also and what she said to him years later. So this is funny. Yeah. Uh, let's stop now and take mm -hmm. a listen to this clip. It's short and sweet. We've trimmed it down just to the just to the winning moments. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Okay. My parents were out of town. I, I had um, a couple of um, a couple of friends over. And again, this was during a time when I had just kind of, I, after years and years of my entire life of being kind of an outcast and not having friends, I finally, when I was a junior in high school, met some people and developed this um, this uh, pretty close and relatively big group of friends. Uh, and I was ecstatic. And I was like, I was the happiest I've ever been up to that point. And my parents went out of town. And so um, Henry came over with, um, I believe it was, well, I'm not going to say the women's names. And um, and they, so these three Hillary people came Clinton? over, my friend. One of them was Hillary. One of them would not just call Clinton. her Hillary. Not Clinton. The other one. Um uh, Fresh Prince callback. Uh, anyway, so yeah, yeah, you don't remember this at all. So they came no. over, and I was like, "Oh, good," because I had a, a big crush on one of them, and Henry was dating the other one. So I was like, "Oh, this will be kind of cool." It wasn't like officially a double date or anything. I was just like, "This is cool." And Henry came over, but then the night ended with, or the night didn't end. But that at one point, like we're all just kind of hanging out in my room in the basement, and then like they were, everybody just kind of relaxing on the bed and. But they were more in a prone position, and then Henry started making out with the the one he was dating, and I was kind of like, "Oh, I guess maybe this is good for me." And yeah. the other you're, one, and you're, I'm sorry, where are you? Where are you um, reclining? At this point, I'm just kind of sitting at the end of the bed, I think. Mm -hmm. And then when I noticed that Henry is now making out with both of them <gasps> at the same time, I was just kind of like, "Well, that that closes sucks. that door." Oh my! Yeah, God. I did. I think I actually closed the door behind me as I left the room and went upstairs and watched MTV for a while. Oh, that is terrible! So shitty. Is there anything so more shitty. like here? The, the, I mean, maybe the kids of this day and age are more um, kind of clever than I was. But it was like I spent so much of my teenage years wanting desperately to make out with girls, but not knowing how to get from the we're kind of in a room together or at a skating rink together that that distance of like two or three feet is the longest distance you know what i mean like endless nights mm -hmm. of sitting on beanbag chairs watching movies with the lights down in this thing that was so much work to get pulled together which was i'm now alone with a girl or i'm now in a room with you know some girls there is now a chance that maybe some kind of hand holding and or kissing will go on and there were so many times where i could not bridge that gap of a few feet i guess it was because i thought if i tried to put a move on them they would reject me and then i would feel super embarrassed but it's like that is like one of the greatest chasms in life right it would be the same for me right now though and i and, and i'm not joking you and i got into this a, a while back and i i, I used the description because i'd heard somebody say it recently you know i simply because of my makeup cannot put my fist ball my, ball my hand up into a fist and punch somebody somehow i was just this was somebody else saying that somehow i was just not born with that ability it's like just antithetical to my makeup and i'm this i'm i'm that way with fist punching and i'm that way as well with with women and i know i know for a fact that if something were to happen to genevieve or if we were to break up or something like that and i found myself like a single person who was interested in kind of making the scene again or or, or, or i had a crush on a girl and like same thing we were you know if she she could throw me every single romantic cue this happened to me in college i think i've told you about this very rare for me to go on like something that is so clearly identified as a date. This uh, this girl who I had a crush on. I mean, I actually liked her. She was cute. Invited me over. She made me dinner. We sat on the couch and watched Harold and Maude. Well, like that was uh, a genius movie pick. Was she like eighty? She well, she I, I called her grandma. <laughs> she wasn't my grandma. No. I just called her grandma. Yeah. I mean, she no, raised she was you as a grandkid, but biologically related. <laughs> Right. That is a very – I mean, it's kind of a – it's a romantic movie. I mean, whatever. Let's just leave that off. Okay, the, okay whatever. Okay, but sorry. she wanted me to see it. So – but, you know, I mean, it's not like we watched um, 
I, well, to bring it back to huffing, it's not like we watched Love Liza or some. I don't weird... even know what that is. Oh, it's a Philip Seymour Hoffman thing where he's a huffer. It is the darkest, most depressing film I can ever think of. Okay, so you watch uh, Harold and Maude. You're on this date. We watch Harold and Maude, and then it's date. just kind of like, yeah, and it's obviously a date. I think even at one point, like, did she... Did one of us maybe even rub the other one's shoulders? I'm not sure. If so, it was because she made it very clear. Or her like, bursitis it, was acting up. Right. So I... Oh. <laughs> I mean, I remember I looked at her cataracts. Just check yeah. it out. Um, you helped her into her sit-down shower. Right. I remember very... I remember she gave me that come-hither look as she rode her chair up the stairway. Uh, anyway, um, no, but I just remember, like, she was throwing every sign, and, like, I had a crush on her, and I liked girls and had no experience with them, but still wanted to kiss her, but, like, I just couldn't. Somehow, like, three hours we sat there, I just could that that, like you say, the two inches may as well be 200 miles, yeah. and then the really embarrassing end of this story is I'm finally leaving, I'm just like, what, the whole time you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you not making this happen? Why are you not making this happen? And then, Luke, I know I've told you this before, it pains me to say this, this is so embarrassing. She was pregnant with Henry's baby. <laughs> she probably was. Um, as I'm, fi- I'm finally, I'm leaving, I'm just like, that's it, like, time is slipping away, we watch a whole movie, there's nothing, I, it's, I just messed it up again, I didn't know how to do it, and, I, and I'm leaving, and I'm leaving by her, her kitchen door, and I say to her, well, I guess it's time for the obligatory kiss. That sound that you just made is still the sound that I make when I just randomly remember that in my head. That is one of those moments where it's just like, it'll just be a random, horribly embarrassing memory from my past that just clobbers me in the head. I could just be in the middle of anything, and I remember that on my stomach falls. Did she kiss you? Yeah, yeah, like pecking, you know. And then, like, have you kept in contact with this? I mean, she she probably passed away. She would be like ninety seven or ninety eight (laughs) now, just doing the on the Earth math. No, but what I mean is, I bet you anything. I I did that. I did that sharp inhale, not because I thought you embarrassed yourself, but because I'm I'm with you that I think this girl probably totally wanted to kiss you, and I think that um, that probably made it more difficult for her to kiss you or to feel um like in that very moment like this was a kind of a cool natural easy thing that being said i bet you that girl would have gone on a date with a second date with you i bet you she had much more of a fun time than you think i'm saying all this know, to say actually. i'm saying all this to say that i don't think that you should feel a sharp pain of <sighs> embarrassment when you think of it because i think that I think that you think about it, you know, you have thought about it much more than she has. And I bet you that well, she, she remembers, though. As a matter of fact, another painful memory I have is because she, we actually did bring – because I uh, – by the way, one quick thing. I think it's obvious. I don't know if it's obvious or not, but I did not mean obligatory either. This was me just being nervous and then using the wrong word. I well, meant customary. Like if I said customary, it still would have been a pretty geeky, it been awkward better. thing to it say. But it was better. But, and that's what I meant. But the word yeah. obligatory came out, which was just – so bad. And anyway, so then years go by, and I'm just horribly mortified by this whole thing. And then Facebook happens, and we're Facebook friends now. She's married. Has a good life going on. She seems like a cool kid. Did you, um, when you friended she, her, did you say it's time for the obligatory friending? <laughs> yes. I don't know who friended who, by the way. But she. Um, but then we we're. Fi- then the only other kind of a conversation we've had is we were chatting, like Facebook chatting, and this is a long time ago now. This is before I moved to Seattle, so we're talking about seven years ago. This is a thing that happened in my senior year of college. So how much time has passed? Between ten and fifteen years have passed, and we're kind of catching up via Google Chat or whatever the Facebook chat, and. Somehow it kind of comes up or something, and I just kind of dive in. I wonder if I still have that. I must. Doesn't Facebook save all of your conversations? I basically kind of said, oh, yeah, by the way, I've been kind of mortified by that thing that happened. Or I can't remember how it came up. And she responded, but then I said something else. I just remember her saying, yeah, can we never talk about this again? Oh, she was probably it, saying that in the way that people say that. Like, probably, but I, I think I gooned it up again on her, Facebook. I have a hard time believing it's one of her more traumatizing memories. And I bet you she Facebook friended you, and I bet you she's always had a crush on you. 
And I bet you her marriage is a sham, and I'm emailing her. <laughs> and you know what? It's time for me yeah. to do a little home wrecking. <laughs> oh, Xana Drew. When the air whistles out of Luke. <laughs> It's a and betrayal. then he tries to say, no, no, I don't think you embarrassed yourself. It's like, uh, <laughs> what happened then? Cause, I think that's... it's an amalgamation. When that air comes out, it's an yeah. amalgamation of all the embarrassing things or all the times that Luke regrets yeah. what he said. Yeah. Not just what Andrew said, but yeah. because we would hear, you know, and, and there's another story that Luke didn't tell that I thought he was going to tell during this of uh, a woman that invited him up, cooked him dinner, and was, like, massaging his shoulders. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> and a good he one. Said, like, if only she would just send me a signal. <laughs> well, and I wrote this in my notes because the same thing is true for Andrew's um, college story in this clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a woman makes you dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's an active choice to, to bring you into a home yes. instead of going out to a restaurant. It's not an audition. You you have the job. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Yeah. This is MTV Cribs. She's bringing you back to show you where the magic happens. <laughs> yes. Yep. I totally agree with that. Well, the, the guys are clearly not ladies' men or weren't in their earlier days. I don't think Andrew will ever be. I think Luke is probably more of a ladies' man now than he was back in the day but um i think it's difficult for men and bobby maybe you agree with this maybe you don't but um we don't want to be jerks we don't want to make an unwanted advance so mm-hmm. it's a really delicate thing we have to you know it's on us to read signals but it's mm-hmm. also on the woman to make it clear that we uh should be going in for you know whatever it is. Mm-hmm. This is actually this is a really great message to send to all the women who are listening. And I'm sorry to be so gender biased about the whole thing. I, I guess this could work both ways, but if if you're interested and you're sort of the get of the relationship, mm-hmm. yeah, be abundantly clear because the other person is is equal parts <laughs> nervous and afraid of right. getting slapped. Or restraining ordered or whatever. And yeah. also, to sometimes we can't believe our luck. You know, like, yeah. we've targeted some girl and we're thinking about them and we just, like, oh, there's no way she would actually be into me. Well, Mike, mm-hmm. you and I have talked about this offline for years now, but the only reason we haven't done a podcast dedicated to outkicking our coverage is because we'd <laughs> just be washing each other's balls for an hour. Like, there's right. no... <laughs> There's no there's no editorial benefit to us doing that podcast, but right, right, right. Yeah, you know, it's it is shocking uh when it works and in and, and we have stories of when it doesn't. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I I wonder, I mean, it's like whenever I think about this stuff, it's, you know, um more and more the like heteronormative dynamics of it <laughs> make me go, I wonder if mm-hmm. like if there's a if there are some gay tens who can like shed some light on like uh, how this could be done better, maybe that could be a service. That's that a could good be idea. Provided. Take gender out of the scenario. Yeah, like I mean, you know, with straight people, it's always going to be there hanging us up. But mm-hmm. I wonder if there's some wisdom, you know, that or just something when they hear when they hear straights tell our stories. Uh, if they go like, "Oh, why don't you just blah blah?" Like, if there's something that they can tell us maybe we could uh, benefit from that yeah us guys need a course in how to pick up signals right and maybe we gals need uh to be less coy i don't know but i mean then some then it's like well but isn't that part of the fun of it and i guess so i'm so out of practice i haven't done this in so long that i don't really have to think about it anymore well it really does need to be codified like Uh there need to be keywords and you know um I'm not saying we need to go all the way to like a guy uh, trying to land an airplane with the headphones on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But a little bit more would be helpful. Something I do remember from my dating days is just like it would always be really sweet when a guy would just ask 
But I know that that is, you know, it could either seem unromantic to the guy if he's been, you know, brainwashed by John Hughes movies or something, or B, like that could be a really hard thing to do because anytime you're asking for something, you're, you know, you know mm -hmm. that you could hear a no. And then you're just oh, like, wah, wah, what am I yeah. supposed to do now? You know? So, um, but I do remember, you know, the, the, the times that are memorable to me are when a guy who was interested, um, you know, even Josh, the first time he kissed me asked mm. and it was just so sweet. Well, so, I here's that. the thing. If you're a negative person like me, uh -huh. I, the two most memorable things for me are when I was turned down for a date. Oh, <laughs> devastating. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, I mean, and they weren't even rude. It was just no oh. hard feelings. Oh, no, thank you. Ugh. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it takes a lot to, yep. I, I don't know about anyone else, but for me, it takes a lot to ask someone to go out. Yeah. Well, you know, when I get my, when I, when I land my big interview with you and Emily, I am going to ask <laughs> about how you handled that. Um, because I would like to know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, there, <laughs> mm -hmm. there's a lot to say there. <laughs> I bet. We'll get her. Yeah, we'll get her on. There's a yeah. lot of denim involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The denim suit with the vest and the turtleneck. Uh, this is not the run sheet, but I'll mm -hmm. just uh I'll just brag about my own incompetence for a second with the relationship that I'm in now with my lovely wife. Cool. Um we met at work. I was working at the Buffalo Philharmonic in the development department by day and she was working there in the subscription sales room by night calling little old people and trying to sell them stuff on the phone Aww. and so our paths crossed every day at about 4 30 when she was coming into work and i was getting ready to leave mm. and our offices were across the hall from one another she was in a call center room but her desk was close to the door i shot rubber bands at her on my way out the door for conservatively six months oh mm -hmm. my god <laughs> not every not every single day but like we would we would chat for five minutes in the break room here and there. And, yeah. and I honestly at first didn't think it was going anywhere. I was just being me. Mm -hmm. um, and it developed from there. And finally, we were working this big fancy concert. It was the opening night of the 75th season of the orchestra. And I was running something. So I was busy. And I stopped at a table she was working at. And I complimented her dress. Mm. And at the end of the night, after it was all over, she, she reached out and asked me if I wanted to get breakfast oh. or coffee the next morning. Yeah. Oh, and I get said, breakfast would have been a whole different thing. Well, she said get coffee, and I said only if there's breakfast because it's been a long forty-eight hours. Oh. But um, uh, basically, I wore her down to the point where she asked me out. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> you and that's because off. I just couldn't bring myself to come around to thinking she would say yes, and so I never asked her out. Oh. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I mean, I'm that way too. I mean, I'm not. A ladies' man, but I wouldn't say, you know, I I've had plenty of luck, but it's always been like I will try to make such an impression that I'm sure, mm -hmm. you know, of the return. I'm yeah. sure that she's going to ask me out, and that's why those times when it didn't work out was so devastating because I was I thought I had it, you know. Yeah. So yeah. signals, ladies. Yeah. We got away from the clip a little bit here. Oh uh, yeah, well, we so, talked well, that's about where, that's where we're going anyway. Well, I understand we're... that, but but there's a couple of things I don't want to miss here. Sure. Yeah. Um. So we just uh, so as a reminder, it's Henry and the two ladies, God. one of yeah. whom may or may not have been Hillary Clinton. Right. Henry. Or Hillary Henry. from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Right. <laughs> yeah. Callback. Yeah. Uh, Henry, the the ladies' man. Jeez. Double this fisting guy. here. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah. It made me wonder, like, was Henry fine as hell? Or were those girls just, like, high out of their minds? Or, like, what was the deal? Like, can what I was say, so awesome about that guy? Can I say one of these things that... Um, I want to say one of these things that people will say I'm picking on Andrew and I'm not picking on Andrew, but it's just a logistical thing. Mm. Was Andrew's bestish friend really a super suave hot ladies man just mm. just in the social constructs of school there's no way that henry was a super suave ladies no, man. no. <laughs> there's no way that they would have been best buddies it's just they would have been in different circles i think um andrew had a lot of the trappings uh 
you know, the, if you were like he had the above ground pool, he had a dune buggy, he had motorbikes, he had all this stuff. So I see Henry as an opportunist. Yeah, I could and, totally yeah. see that. Well, yeah. he clearly in this clip is an opportunist. <laughs> and that would fit with like, what if Andrew had the dope crib? What if he had the parents who were like, yeah, you know, they, they were out of town. The parents were out of town. Yep. You know, like if he had that and the dope crib and, They you were know, competing like... for his love, right? At this point <laughs> in their relationship. This I is post-divorce probably. Yeah. So, probably since it was high school. Et yeah. And, you know, he yeah. was very responsible. Like, I could see them being like, we're going out of town. Peace. And, you know, letting him have the nice big house to himself. And, you know, if Henry was taking advantage of that, then. That, that is a good point. So Henry yeah. might have been a little bit higher on the on the scale than I was thinking. But, but uh, Andrew's not blameless here, though. Mm. No. Because uh, he could have at any point taken charge of this situation. I just don't think he was ready to do that and even if he had separated a girl from henry i don't think he would have made a proper move well and also i mean it could have been a fate accompli um right. in that you know if the girl was just kicking it because henry was around then yeah. maybe there's really nothing he could have done anyway i mean it's it's henry's fault for it to have turned out like that I feel and, like I mean, we the could girls were into this, it too. John Madden style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Andrew chose to sit over here, <laughs> giving Henry the clear <laughs> opening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, and you know, and then Andrew literally retreated to another room. And yes, he and did. I can understand that. I mean, I'd seen that kind of thing, not with you know threesomes, but I'd seen that kind of thing play out. Um, over Andrew and over goes to the friends. sidelines, and then boom, <laughs> bang, <laughs> and boom goes Henry's the dynamite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, I. I I, I could completely that's part of what I love about when they tell these high school stories it, is it's really cinematic in my mind of how yeah. exactly everything happened and what their thought process was and just kind of the vacancy of thought of other people. Um, I really I really get into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the college story was the woman who made him dinner. And yeah. then they put on Harold and Maud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I have to confess, I have not watched. Yeah. It's but a I romantic did... movie. It, it yes, is. Yes. I sat and watched two different trailers today, both of which mm -hmm. were extremely awkward. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, it's a it, very old movie. So. Yes. Yeah. And I think I think trailers weren't what they are today. No. Too. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just they weren't as nearly as helpful as a current trailer would have been. Uh, right. I mean, it's kind of like putting on a Woody Allen movie or something like that, you know, before right. the big, you know, moral questions about whether it's okay to watch Woody Allen or not. But just like if you want to show your right. intellectual and quirky and also, you know, thoughtful and romantic, like I could see them making mm -hmm. that choice. It's, you know, it's less obvious than a John Hughes movie or something. It's, or like it's part of the message. I guess yeah. part mm -hmm. of the message he should have gotten was I'm putting on a romantic movie yeah right he didn't yeah. mention that this this woman was an adult learner you know, oh. <laughs> she was she was back to college right. oh come on Boo. cue all the old jokes again. yeah yeah no 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 no. we're gonna spare you this time mike i mean i bet you're the one who was... sent me the picture of the car you picked up your date in earlier oh, right dude. that's true <laughs> and my social T. security card that says one I bet I bet she was really cute because he was into it, but was yeah. just paralyzed, you know, yeah. with right. um, fear. Well, the cuter they are, the harder it is. Yeah, I bet. Mm. Should we uh, use that as the ultimate transition into one of my stories? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sure. uh, Mike and I both noted these on our run sheet. Phyllis, you're a mystery for these. Oh, but, yes. Uh, Mike, Mike wanted to talk about our first kisses and mm -hmm. our worst kisses. Yeah. But I added a third line and that was my Andrew moment. Right. Which nice. was the moment when I was too dumb to realize that an, an extremely attractive woman was throwing herself at me. Aww. So this was, this was 2009 and I was just graduating off my five-year plan from college. And I had also just broken up with uh, a woman I had been dating for almost three years mm. and I was very much not in a romantic mindset at all. You know, I was just, I mean, I'm talking extremely fresh 
breakup to the point where I had to go to a big fancy dinner for my university because I was on the board of trustees for the university. I was the student rep my last year. Yeah. And so I had to go hobnob at this thing and I needed an emergency last minute replacement date. And so I, uh, I called on a friend and student colleague, Emily, whose name I'm not changing, uh, but mm -hmm. I know many Emilys, so good luck figuring out which one. <laughs> and uh, she kindly offered to step in, and I showed up to pick her up, and I'm a guy, so I wore a suit. You know, that's very obvious, but I show up, and she is over-the-top, decked-out dressed. Whoa! Gorgeous dress, makeup, jewelry. She's taking it seriously. Right. She didn't get her hair done, but uh, uh, she has a certain hipstery vibe environmental ish person mm -hmm. uh and uh she's rocking that really well and this is like a sunday afternoon thing so we go to the dinner and we have a wonderful time and she's relatively involved in the student world so she's keeping up with all these people she can handle herself really well and uh other than me having to quietly go over to a few of my uh, older colleagues on this board and explain to them why my ex-girlfriend wasn't there. Mm. Oh. <laughs> because they're all looking at me funny, showing yeah. up with a very different looking girl. Yeah. Uh, a much more attractive girl, to be rudely honest. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I turned a few heads there from the people I knew. And we had a wonderful time, and then we drove back. Did they think it was a pretty woman situation? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think they knew I didn't have the cash for that. Oh. Right, right. Yeah, right. You, yeah. You didn't shop the catalog. This is an right. honest mistake right? on her part. Exactly. I don't know what the hell happened, but she fell for it. And uh, I took her back to her place, and she invited me in, and we decided to uh, put on a movie, and then she decided to put on a movie, and I decided to not run away. And she made some popcorn, and we were sort of sitting on the floor in front of the couch. It got dark, and we watched a couple of movies, and then I went home. <sighs> I was so, I was so out of the. I yeah, yeah. There was wonder, no. This was the shoulder rub that Luke got. I, I wonder about this from a female perspective. What okay. is the long-term damage to a female who puts herself out there like this and just the guy is just clueless i would say it happens so often although i mean i have to insert a caveat that you know it has been a long time since i've had to do this and i think online dating has changed a lot of this type of stuff but um other people can can uh, chime in on that later i'm sure but um I think that, you know, when I was dating, this kind of thing happened so much that basically you on your way home or, you know, as the guy leaves or whatever, you just call all your friends and you're like, oh, my God, you know, and all your friends are like, <laughs> it's totally him. It's not you. Like, you are awesome. You are like so hot. You know, like, that's what happens afterwards. <laughs> If you're okay. me, you know, well, other, other women may handle it internally. A support but... system. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, believe me, that completely happens. I just, I remember so many specific conversations. And I mean, if you like the guy enough, you will like open yourself up to this again and again and again. And then sometimes what happens after that is that finally, when you're seeing someone else, they go like, um, so like, I mean, I'm kind of like, could we go out? You know, like that, like when it's way too late. They'll say something like that. And you're like, dude, I cannot go out with you. I'm seeing somebody else. So yeah. um, that, I mean, you know, not that I was missing or anything, but that definitely happened to me. And I was just like, I don't, what? Like, I don't understand this. Like I was, you know, making it as clear as I thought I could that mm -hmm. like I was down to clown and like you, <laughs> you know, like I read what didn't happen as you're not being interested. So now why is, why is this happening? Well, let's have yeah. double. Let me you double never, that up. I'm sorry, Bobby. I, you never know if <laughs> it that is the case or it's just an Andrew situation, you know. And and you will never know unless you try to get in touch on Facebook many years later and then are told quickly <laughs> to shut that shit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've I I love that. I love that she said that because I've said that. <laughs> I have. I've absolutely said that when you know, like, kind of 
years or decades later when the guy thought it was cool to be like hey remember that all that stuff that we like went through and like we never got together and isn't that crazy and i would be like let's never speak of this again (laughs) (laughs) i said that and and it worked because it's like i i want to be friends it's cool let's hang out let's chill like it's awesome but let's just not talk about that specific hell (laughs) because what's the reward for recognizing that moment and saying yeah i wish you know we had both gone for it and what could be happening now then you're down you know some home wrecking Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't want to be down. I think that in 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 my case, it was probably just a like, hey, you know, that was kind of lame. We probably could have both handled that better. Right? right. You know, and like that is true for sure. But I would just rather not even discuss it at all. Again, Phyllis, better <laughs> yeah, at life. Right. Us. Yeah. Well, we knew that. <laughs> Phyllis, yeah. uh, first kiss, worst kiss. What do you have Yes. Um, I would, I would probably have to put first and worst in the same, uh, in the same event. So, um, and, uh, so this is what happened. So, um, I was in seventh grade and there was, I had had many, many, many like deep, deep crushes already by seventh grade. And it just was one of those things where it seemed like everyone had a boyfriend, but me, even though that's not true. And, um, I also felt like I looked like a space alien. So, cause I had a giant forehead and an Afro when they were not cool. And I just felt like no one was ever, ever going to like me. And finally in seventh grade, <laughs> you'd already given up. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Hormones are a bitch, man. <laughs> this is it's it. the worst. It's like, I'm not going to make it. Uh, no, we're done. It's insane. It's really crazy. And so, but unfortunately that's an age when some people in your school are already extremely good looking and they are on top of the world. And so you just kind of get this idea of like, wow, a few years ago, life was like kind of normal. And now I feel like a doo-doo stain (laughs) and I can see like how much attention these other people are getting because they are rich and or have money. Wow. Mm -hmm. Life is unfair. So, you know, all that's kind of the backdrop. And, um, this guy on my school bus who I had liked off and on for more than a year, like he finally very suddenly seemed to like me like right near the end of the school year. And I thought, Oh my God, we're going to like, and he basically, so he called me with kind of his friends on the phone and like, he got his friends on the phone saying like, you know, if Ryan asked you to go with him, would you go with him? And I was like, (laughs) I don't know. Let me talk to Ryan, you know? So they did that. And then, um, finally, um, I guess I got close enough to yes that Ryan himself got on the phone and was like, <laughs> "So like, his will people you go with me?" Yeah, he had his away. people like work me. Well, and he, so <laughs> he whipped the votes. He didn't want to be embarrassed on the floor. I <laughs> yeah, understand. totally. Yeah. So, um, so uh, Ryan asked me to go with him, and I said yes. And um, there was very quickly a rule though that like we couldn't talk about it. Like it had to be like secret. And I was like okay you know and so i was like i have a secret boyfriend my summer's gonna be awesome oh my god i'm gonna like hang out with my summer boyfriend all the time and i'm gonna go to music lessons and then go to his house it's gonna be awesome and so um he invited me over for the first time to like hang out in the afternoon and we like made out and it was the first time i'd ever kissed anybody and he was just like you know like your lips are so soft. Like, can I touch your butt? Like all this stuff, you know, that it was okay. Cause he was 13 also. Mm. So, you know, um, and I was just like, wow, asked, this is amazing. What a gentleman. He did. Yeah. So, so I thought, so, um, remember that he told me to not tell anyone we were going out. Well, mm. like, um, a couple of days later, the most popular guy in school came up to me and asked, um are you going with ryan beck and like i didn't know what to do because i knew it was supposed to be a secret but clearly he had told the most popular guy in school and so i was like um yeah it was like oh really i had been dog fought and i didn't realize it until years later so have you guys seen that movie no what does that mean that means you see who can go out with the ugliest girl that's the worst thing i ever heard yep that's awful and so he broke up with me like right before eighth grade graduation and you know like i thought that i had had a real boyfriend that this was like a real thing and 
years later after that movie came out i it was like it crystallized like i was like oh my god that's the only thing that makes sense that's the only thing that makes sense and the only like tiny 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 vindication i get from this is that um basically uh right at the end of that summer when i was going into eighth grade and he was going into high school we weren't on the same school bus anymore because he was going to a high school that had a, a different bus but he had the same bus stop and my route still did that stop and what happened over that summer is um i got boobs i got like one cool outfit i got um i got uh my uh, one i got my a, a cool haircut um, with like blonde kind of streaks that kind of look like a prep cut and I got contacts and I have these bright blue eyes that nobody saw before and and you um, still had those lips I still had that and I still had that ass <laughs> and so yeah. he like I'm all his, in. yeah so his friends got on the school bus and when they realized that I was me they were like wait what and I was like, what? Oh, my God. You know, and I was totally embarrassed. And that, so then the second day of school, they got on the bus and they were like in front of me and behind me, like pointing, gesturing and mouthing like super obvious to Ryan. Like, that's her. We talked to her. That's her. And you just saw his mouth hang open as the school bus pulled away. Yeah. So it. that's it. Blew it. <laughs> so she's um, all that now yeah right exactly so and i could say my look has changed many times since then you could argue over whether i'm all that or whatever but ryan fuck you <laughs> you dog fought me <laughs> yes. you motherfucker fuck off <laughs> so that's yeah. my first kiss guys and isn't that great <laughs> that's that's the best story yeah best I, slash worst story i ever heard I guess. yeah that's it phyllis yep. i have I have two points to make. The Thank first you. is that there are literally tens of men who will hear this who would fly to Seattle at your invitation <laughs> if you were available. Oh, thank you. And and two, you realize that your story is like a 90s teen movie with a message. Yeah, right? totally. Like the whole thing through and through. Oh, yeah. It's a yes. screenplay. Yeah. I have to say that there is probably no other moment in my life like that or like walking down the hall in eighth grade that first day of school because literally people were dropping bags like they were just like wait a minute is that the same person and even this would not fly today at all but even my math teacher said if only you were a little older oh so my god clearly <laughs> i had undergone a metamorphosis <laughs> So, well, I yeah. I just wonder what Freddie Prince Jr. thinks. <laughs> right. It's like I took off my glasses and whipped my little afro right. into a prep cut. Librarian, the librarian yeah. transformation. Total yeah. 80s ending. Yeah. Glasses yep. off, hair up. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Bobby, yeah. first and worst. I have to follow that. <laughs> Sorry. I know. That's minor, why I, minor, I wedged you in there. Mine are short and uh. sweet because I already told my story of of absolute humility and not knowing a good thing when it was trying to get on mm -hmm. top of me <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but i'll just very briefly share my first kiss i i i had a few what i'm gonna call practice kisses i uh i i dated my way through my church youth group oh <laughs> because i uh, those of us in my age level my grade Growing up in my church together, I was the only guy, and it was like four girls, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we all spent a lot of time together, lock-ins, et cetera, outings, and so, you know. Uh, but uh, one of those girls was Liz, and uh, we were very cutesy and nervous, and we're both very nerdy and shy, and everyone was waiting for us to kiss, and- Aww. Uh, I had been kissed a couple of times by another girl in that group, but but not really in a romantic way, sort of in a kiss and run away kind of way. Uh -huh. um, and so everyone was waiting for it to the point where it was really obnoxious for a bunch of kids our age, middle school, uh, you know, young middle school, seventh-ish grade. And uh, finally, at church one day, right before the service was supposed to start, uh, she was... Um, 
the acolyte for that day. She was carrying the cross in to lead everyone in. Oh, yeah. I caught her alone for a moment in a stairwell (gasps) and was like, it's time to get this done. I didn't say that out loud, but it was like (laughs) this. Yeah, it was not obligatory, but like, uh, let's let's do this while we have a moment while nobody's here to gawk at us. And I just kissed her and then I was like, okay, gotta go. And I ran down the stairs. (laughs) It was good. We spent, you know, we spent a few months after that making out every Sunday afternoon when I would go over to her house after church. That's and then she dumped me right before Christmas. Oh! Uh, and she, uh, we didn't have a wedding party, but she was one of the readers at our wedding. We've been best friends ever since. Oh, wow. It's good to dump people before major holidays because you don't have to. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Well, I think she knew because my birthday's right after Christmas. Oh. Yeah. And so, and her parents always throw a big boxing day party. And so like, it was going to be a thing if we were together through the holidays. You know, yeah. people were going to be asking when the kids are coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> holidays you do know. make you always reconsider whatever semi-serious relationship you're in. Mm. You know, you're like, what am I going to do here? Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and then my worst kiss uh, is actually not one kiss. It's all of the kissing I did with one person, a girl named Katie, who I dated for, for uh, let's say, a month. Uh, but not too, not every day. We weren't glued to the hip. Um, but she was just a terrible kisser. And she was a perfectly nice person, at least at first. And so it's just sort of something you overlook for a little while and you figure you'll hit a rhythm with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we never, ever did. And when we broke up, it was messy. No. And, and what, there was saliva like messy. Oh, yeah. Get just out everywhere. It's <laughs> crazy. And as we were breaking up, the reason that this is, what I always remember is the worst kiss or the worst kisser is because she yelled at me. We were in a parking lot. She didn't take it well. Oh. And one of the last things she yelled at me was, and you have been a terrible kisser. Wow. Oh, and I was like, no, no, fuck you. Everything <laughs> else I'll, I'll take. I was not a good boyfriend. This was a summer thing. It didn't last, right. but like you were the terrible kisser. Yeah. Oh. And so I think to this day, we probably both blame the other person. Hmm. maybe maybe she found her match somewhere yes yeah Yeah, somewhere there's somebody who just a real heavy mouth breather oh dear (laughs) oh my goodness looking to slobber with someone forever and ever well had she had she been out with people before uh apparently i mean because you know it's not something you ask about i guess yeah yeah i don't know but it was not uh yeah Oh, yeah. so there you go. She probably oh. just sensed your reticence because, <laughs> you know, you were recoiling from her kiss. So obviously you were a bad kisser, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. It wasn't that I was just trying to preserve the top edges of my outfit. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, Shut man. Up. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you are crazy. <laughs> uh mike when you recover from that why don't you tell us about your your first and your worst <laughs> uh well my actual first uh there was a girl in elementary school named lisa vivang who we used to have this is so old-timey we used to have sewer pipes in the um in the uh playground these big pipes that you would just crawl in and out of so uh, she had some girls corner me in one of those pipes and then came in and kissed me. So that oh was my really God. the first kiss. Whoa. Uh, she was an aggressive young lady. Hmm. Great girl. Um, then the first kiss that uh, was like the obligatory kiss uh-huh. was my mom drove uh, me and a girl named Cindy Hamilton to a junior high dance. And then... Um, well, we we went to dinner, then we went to the dance, and then afterward, I walked her to her door and kissed her goodnight. So, oh, that was just a a peck. Yeah. Um, my second kiss, uh, is actually the worst kiss, and I'm in uh, high school now. I think uh, it was the summer after my sophomore year in high school, and I started seeing this girl named Angie and she had gone out with my best friend for a while and they broke up and she would come to the park in the summertime and watch me play pickup basketball. This park that was across the street from my house. 
and we would go sit up in the grass afterwards and talk. And one day it was finally the right time and we were going to kiss. And I had a nervous stomach when I was a kid. I would throw up um, like before baseball games, basketball games, things like that. And I would throw up when I was nervous over a social situation too. You know, this is why I took to drugs many years later to alleviate the situation. But at the time I was dealing with it, the nervous stomach, and we kissed and it was a pretty good kiss and I was happy and excited and I could tell she was happy and excited, but my nervous stomach betrayed me and I had to go, it was probably 30, 40 feet away to this public uh, park bathroom that was completely, you know, made of cement and vomit into the toilet. And it made that noise that you would expect you would expect from that situation like you you know and this is the message i'm sending to this girl who's finally ready to kiss me and wants to be my girlfriend is that she makes me vomit her kiss makes me vomit uh she understood she was a good sport and we went out for many years (laughs) after that but really really awful moment Oh my god, that's vile. At least the drugs put you in a situation where it would be a non-issue for six years. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because I did have that problem, you know, up until I I tried drugs. I haven't had any problems with a nervous stomach since quitting drugs. But um, back in the day, that was the the solution. I just hadn't found it yet, and Angie had to suffer the ego blow that. some young man kissed her and then just vomited his guts out. Well, and then there's no more kissing for, I would say, at least 24 hours because no. you have no. vomit mouth. Right. It's yep. gross. Yep. <laughs> Date's over. There's no yeah. amount of toothbrushing that no. makes it acceptable to come back from that. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. All your cells have to regenerate. <laughs> I mean, I, I've had to Gnarly. apologize after a lot of romantic trysts, but never more <laughs> than that time yeah ugh. and most of those are just emily oh, oh dear 90 percent. Oh. oh uh uh well uh now that uh mike you and i and brian have also all shown our true colors <laughs> yeah really <laughs> um i think it's time for a little bit of housekeeping unless i miss something no. oh no. Yeah, right. My uh, This is probably part of the housekeeping, my yeah. archiving pitch. Uh, let me do my little bit first. Okay, first, yeah. Because if I have to follow you again, I'm going to be really pissed. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, folks, stickers are still available and are available at littleredbandwagon.com. So if you, for whatever reason, have not yet gotten your 10 TEN sticker or your Little Red Bandwagon sticker, uh, this is a great chance to do so. And I bet Christy's going to have some with her at the live show next weekend. So uh, if you want to get it right on the spot, you can probably get her to, uh, I assume she's just going to wear some sort of trench coat that she'll open up and they'll just be hanging <laughs> sure. in there and she'll, she'll just be making change out of her pocket and she'll have a little book. She's keeping everything made in. That's how Jason used to do it. Yeah. At the at the old live shows. Um, and also, if your sticker is aging, like it's really, you know, a little worse for wear, it's time to replace it. Mine is, and I'm going to replace it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I wear mine proudly on my, my MacBook. It covers the Apple on my laptop. I was never a stickers on the computer guy until I found the right one. Me too. And it was a Little Red Bandwagon sticker. So uh, pick those up at littleredbandwagon.com. And uh, Phyllis, now we'll put you back. <laughs> we'll put you back in the Bud Light hot seat to tell us about archiving. There you go. So this is something I realized um, pretty recently. I think is that I don't know if it's going to be five decades, ten decades, whatever from now, but TBTL is going to be a historical document of our mm-hmm. time. It is going to document um, the beginning of podcasting. Um, it's going to document our 
lifestyles at this time. It's going to document, um, you know, middle class struggle and midlife crisis and um, nostalgia and um, things that we may view completely differently a hundred years from now. Imagine if you had a record of your parents or your grandparents just talking for hours and hours or their friends talking for hours and hours. Um, thousands of hours when they were Luke and Andrew and Jen's ages and Sean's too. Um, it's really amazing what this is going to be for future generations. It needs to be properly documented. We don't want to abdicate that to mm. to them to try to interpret and figure out what was going on and what the significance of this was at the time. We want to do that. The people who love the show the best should be the ones preserving that. That's why you are best suited to be one of those people. You especially, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm saying also to you, if you think Mike should be doing it, you should also be doing it. You can take at least a week like I did. God damn it. <laughs> I got you. Sign me up, Kristen. <laughs> she already did, sucker. I love that it's it's like story core, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know, but but I already gave it back. Yeah, so Dude. sign me up again. <laughs> Give it back to him, Christy. <laughs> He'll do it this time. Dang it. What Thank do you want your contribution to be to history? What do you want it to be? You can contribute to this and do something meaningful for future listeners and fans of TBTL and people who will study it as an anthropological, historical, sociological document. You know I'm right. Oh, definitely. That that uh yeah, I know you're right and I know I should be doing it and I will be doing it. Okay. You heard so. it. Phyllis, <laughs> I I hope I hope APM brings you in to make to pitch on the TV I would love to. They better. I want to do it again, man. I want to do because, it again. Uh, yeah. You just uh whew. It's people true. Are, people People just got their checkbooks out. They didn't even know they had checkbooks. Right. <laughs> Am I supposed to be paying we someone? We should be um, pumping the TBTLathon at this point, too. Dude, yeah. I'm ready. If they if they want me, I'm in, man. And you know, all I did was just speak the truth. That's all I just did. That's well. The truth is what matters, and the truth is, it rings, and you you rung the bell. Yep. We appreciate it. Hashtag truth. <laughs> How to get involved? The website is littleredbandwagon.com. Facebook, Sten's page or ours. Personal Twitter is at Drew McFrizz, at Kissy Eyes, at RL Pape, at Dad Stronaut, at Meredith underscore Mayhan, at Phil Fletch, at LRB Podcast. Email us, littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. The voicemail line, insert jingle here. Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, you meant the voicemail jingle. All that I want is for you to call LRP A2243-2TPTL. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, that's all I have. Phyllis, thank you for joining us again. And we will see you in July. Yep. Um, and Bobby, you can wrap us up. Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. And we love you, Jason, and your merch. Fuck you, Ryan. Oh, yeah! Nailed it!